0: All of you Foxborough faithful, you are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. It is Thursday, March twenty fifth, twenty twenty one, and it's trading up Thursday here on your daily home for news, notes, and analysis infused with the occasional opinion on your sixth time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. Locked On Patriots is presented today by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and let them know that Locked On sent you. Greetings and salutations, Patriots Nation, and thank you for joining me here on the pod. My name is Mike DeBate, your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which of course is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, comments, and feedback are always welcomed, very much encouraged. So share that feedback, send it to the internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at MDABATEFPC. And while you're out there doing some Thursday traveling through the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at LO underscore Patriots. Pats fans, the Patriots just keep making moves. For so many off-seasons past, we kept sitting around, wondering what the Patriots were going to do, and nine times out of ten, the news was more quiet than anything else. This year, definitely the opposite. Started off last Monday with a free agent frenzy that saw a lot of new faces find their way to Foxborough. But as of late, the signings have been more retaining their own, keeping key members of the 2020 roster here in Foxborough, allowing the team to maintain continuity, and also giving them a much-needed boost on the field. Yesterday, we saw the return of running back and Captain James White. One-year deal, $2.5 million guaranteed. But the Patriots were not done yesterday. No, not by a long shot. After we wrapped recording here on yesterday's episode of Locked on Patriots, the Pats announced the signing of career special teamer Leroy Reynolds. Reynolds originally entered the NFL as an undrafted free agent back in 2013. He spent time in several organizations, including the Chicago Bears, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Jacksonville Jaguars, San Francisco 49ers, Cincinnati Bengals, and two stints with the Atlanta Falcons, where he played in 2020. He's appeared in a combined 122 regular season and playoff games, playing approximately four special team snaps for every defensive snap that he took, and he is listed on the depth chart as a linebacker. But special teams is the reason why the Patriots signed him, and Reynolds is expected to compete for a role even though there's a lot of depth at special teams for the Pats. Reynolds does have the ability to play on all four kicking game units, he has a good amount of experience on both punt and kickoff return and coverage teams, so this signing is a good solid depth piece for the Pats. But again, folks, they weren't done quite yet because the Patriots had so much fun signing one captain earlier in the day that they chose to close the day by signing another. And that is defensive tackle Lawrence Guy back in the Foxborough fold, a four-year deal first reported by ESPN's Mike Reese. And you want impact moves, this one definitely moves the needle. You can make the argument that Lawrence Guy might have been one of the better defensive players on the Patriots roster in 2020. I think the lone bright spot in their run defense, in fact, last season he led the team in run stops. actually did make some contributions to the pass rush as well, something he doesn't get a whole lot of credit for, but he did have two sacks and seven quarterback hits. But the biggest asset to having Lawrence Guy back in the lineup for the New England Patriots is versatility. He can play any of the interior defensive line tackle positions, whether it be in the middle, on the right, or on the left. With the loss of Adam Butler, Guy ensures that the Patriots will maintain a great deal of continuity. Especially especially because they're going to have guys like Devon Godchow and Henry Anderson, both of whom are very good players, very savvy veterans, but Guy is a much-needed familiar face along that line, and his presence, combined with his leadership as a team captain, going to be a huge plus for the Pats this year. So welcome back to Foxborough, Lawrence Guy. We're all glad to see you back, and the Patriots just keep adding to the positional depth charts. Positions which had a lot of question marks heading into free agency have been shored up pretty well. But what does this all mean for the Patriots? They really seem to be doing a great job of stockpiling veterans and filling a lot of voids at various positions. It almost seems like they might be stockpiling draft picks in order to make a move in the 2021 NFL draft. If they do, that move is likely to be up. And if they're trading up to get talent it's likely to be at the quarterback position. And here today on Locked On Patriots, I am joined by my good friend and colleague, Kevin Tame Jr. Recently, Kevin caused a little bit of a buzz in Patriots Nation by writing a column for FullPressCoverage.com in which he outlined scenarios that the Patriots would utilize in order to trade up in the NFL draft to select one of the more marquee quarterbacks out there on the market. He specifically mentions three names, North Dakota State's Trey Lance, BYU's Zach Wilson, and Alabama's Mac Jones. Interestingly enough, conspicuous by his absence from Kevin's list is Ohio State's Justin Fields. In his column, Kevin outlines that he believes Justin Fields will go number two in the draft. I'm inclined to agree with him on that, but there are a lot of rumblings out there that indicate the Patriots might be quote-unquote high on Justin Fields. And of course, all of this speculation stems from the fact that the Patriots re-signed Cam Newton to a team-friendly one-year deal. It looks like the Patriots are trying to keep their options open at the quarterback position, and that likely means drafting their quarterback of the future. If this is finally the year that Bill Belichick decides to roll the dice, take his chances, and move up in the NFL draft, might they be setting their sights higher than they ever have before to get their new future signal caller here in Foxborough? Folks, another action-packed agenda today on the pod. Today, Kevin and I will be talking about the quarterback position in depth. We'll also touch on how the return of both James White and Lawrence Guy impacts the Patriots on the field and in the locker room. So sit tight and settle in as Kevin Tame Jr. and I talk quarterbacks and team captains when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, Pats fans, my colleagues across the Locked On Podcast Network and I have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Well, that's because Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of their bars. Sounds too good to be true. Folks, it almost is. And we all have our favorite flavors, right? Well, now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness, and it's going on right now at BuiltBar.com. Don't miss your chance to have your favorite flavor advance in the bracket and be crowned the best-tasting protein bar from Built Bar. Today, on Thursday, March 25th, Mint Brownie goes head-to-head with Coconut Puff to amazing flavors. Once again, folks, you just can't go wrong with either one. But are either of these flavors your favorite? Well, if they are, be sure to vote and make sure that your favorite flavor advances. Go to BuiltBar.com or visit them on Twitter at Bar underscore Built and follow the online instructions to vote in the Built Bar Madness Bracket. And of course, every time you place an order for your delicious built Bars, make sure to enter the promo code LOCKED15. That will give you 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And don't forget to check back each and every day to see who won the day's matchup and who will ultimately become the best-tasting protein bar from Bilt Bar. Locked On listeners, when it comes to repairing or maintaining your vehicle, why would you spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? It's still possible to take pride in your ride and even save a little in the process. Visit my good friends at rockauto.com. Patriots fans, my guest today on Locked on Patriots is a man that brings a level of honesty, candor, and above all else, solid amounts of knowledge to the coverage of your New England Patriots. You may know his great work, formerly of Patriots Wire of USA Today. He currently covers the Patriots for fullpresscoverage.com. He is my esteemed colleague, my good friend, Kevin Tame Jr. joins me here today on the pod. Kevin, welcome to Locked on Patriots, bud. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Anytime, my friend. You know, it's always uh, my pleasure to share the microphone with knowledgeable guests. When it happens to be a good friend of yours, that's an ultimate plus. So I love it. And this is one I've been looking forward to for a while. Uh, because, Bud, your coverage, and I say this sincerely, is among the most honest, well-researched in the business today. Judging by the numbers that you get on your columns, there's no question about it, uh, a lot of people feel the same way. And we're fortunate at Full Press Coverage to have you in the fold. It might not always be what we want to hear in Patriots Nation, but it's always objective, and we appreciate you for that. The, you know, No matter how much we try to stray away from the subject, bud, we just can't avoid it. Quarterback remains the big question here in Foxborough, and we'll get into that in just a moment, folks, including a great column that you recently published, Kevin, on Full Press Patriots regarding this very subject, but... We start with the big news from yesterday. Um, The Patriots bringing back not just one, but two team captains. James White comes back, one-year deal, $2.5 million contract. Lawrence Guy back in New England on a four-year deal. And we'll get to Lawrence Guy in just a moment, my friend. But James White was someone that you have written about in the past. Uh, You talked about the possibility of him maybe ending up in Tampa. That was a widely uh, reported rumor. Uh, You think you made a couple of good points on that. But ultimately, James finds his way back to New England at least for one more year. And you and I have both covered him here in New England for a number of years now. One of the classiest, one of the highest character players in team history. And the Patriots just seem to be stockpiling these team captains as of late. Uh, David Andrews returning to the fold. And then, of course, yesterday we see James White and both Lawrence Guy coming back in. Kevin, the new faces might get headlines, but I think it's just as important, maybe even more important, to bring back guys like David Andrews, James White, Lawrence Guy. How big of an impact do you think their return will have on the Patriots this season?
1: I think it's a huge impact. I mean, you want you want team captains, you want leadership, you want guys that are gonna have a good locker room presence and just lead the young guys. You know, the stereotypical pitch it way. In all honesty, it's not about Belichick and Brady. It's it's team captains. They, they set the tone, and by bringing guys back like James White and David Andrews and um, it's it's only going to benefit the team.
0: Yeah, without question. I mean, it definitely will benefit the team. You look at a guy like James White and what he brings to the table, catching the ball out of the backfield, that's what he's known for. That's his on-field prowess. But James is one of those guys in the locker room that you consistently hear players praise about his ability to keep players in check his ability to let them know where they need to be on the field he was double teamed a lot last year which i think lessened the impact that he could have possibly had on the field coming back into the fold now gives him the opportunity to make right what was a subpar year in 2020 and he does that with a lot of different weapons around him now that he didn't have one year ago Obviously it's all going to come down to quarterback play and we'll get to quarterback play in just a moment. But I really did uh, want to get your opinion on white because we've covered him several times. I know we both hold him in high regard and I was glad to see him come back. And, um, you know, I I gave my thoughts on James white signing here a little bit yesterday, but the pot had already been completed by the time Lawrence guys signing had been announced yesterday afternoon. And obviously ESPN's Mike Reese reporting that guy returns on a four year deal, This is great news for the Patriots as well, uh, especially for their defense. They've really restocked that front seven, not just with starters, but depth pieces that really allow the Patriots to return to that 3-4 scheme. That worked so well for them in 2019, and now they've got the ability to return to that with guys like Van Noy and guys like Matt Judon coming in, shoring up the linebacker position Um, they've got Devon Godchow, they've got Henry Anderson, Dietrich Wise coming in to really shore up that defensive line. How much better do you expect the Patriots defensive line to be in 2021, Kevin?
1: I think it'll be a lot better. Guys like Lawrence Guy is truly an unsung hero. I mean, this is a seventh-round pick back in, like, 2011. And Look at him now. The accolades this guy has, team captain, uh, the 2010s all-decade team. Um, I mean, he's just a very dependable and reliable player. So to have him back along with some of the new guys on the defensive line, I think it bodes well because a lot of the Patriots' successful teams in the past started up front with guys like Vince Wilfork and Ty Warren and just – Richard Seymour. So if you can build a good defensive line, which it seems like that's Belichick's plan, I think it's going to board very well for the team.
0: Yeah, I think it will as well. And I'm glad you mentioned some of the Patriots of the past and, those types of role players, which were very significant players on the field, but the role players that came in that had a role on this team, they played it well, and they played to their assignment, and that's something that Lawrence Guy consistently does. I opened the show today by saying this guy can play all over the interior of the defensive line. He can play in the middle if you needed him to. Not his best area, but he's capable of doing it. He can play either tackle position on either side, either the left or the right, and someone that can not only be adept at stuffing the He led the team in run-stuffs last year, but he's also pretty good at getting after the passer when he needs to. He had two sacks last year, seven quarterback hits. For someone that's primarily a run defender, for him to have that kind of prowess in the middle of that defensive line to still get after the quarterback shows how versatile he is. Kevin, it's always fun to talk new faces and captains coming back and really kind of getting the band back together. Uh, They fill the voids, and they build a better team in 2021, hopefully. But... We know that a lot of the success that the Patriots will have this year is going to hinge on quarterback play. And Kevin has some interesting insight on whether this year might just be the year that the Patriots break from tradition and trade up for a marquee signal caller. Folks, do not miss Kevin's thoughts on the future of the Patriots quarterback position when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, the football games on the field might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, the NHL, and the NFL equivalent of that hot stove are all in full swing. It's the perfect time to test your prognostication skills. And when you do, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. But Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. They give you real time, updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. Simply put, folks, Bet Online has you covered for all the news, all the scores, and all the odds. It's the best way to place your bets. And you know what makes it even better? It's free to sign up. Head over to their website, betonline.ag today, or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in on the action. Head over to betonline.ag today, sign up, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Pats fans, Kevin Tame, Jr. of philpresscoverage.com joins me here today on Locked on Patriots. And Kevin, we spent the better part of the first segment on the Pats' moves to fill voids at various positions, whether it be through free agency, new faces coming in, or backfilling positions with familiar faces like Lawrence Guy or a David Andrews or a James White. But you and I both know that the biggest remaining question on this roster is going to continue to be at the quarterback position. It just is. It's the nature of pro football. And even with Cam Newton's returning on a one-year deal, Jarrett Stidham's still under contract. There's still a lot of Patriots nation that isn't quite satisfied heading into this season with just Cam Newton and Jarrett Stidham on the staff. I thought you did a brilliant job of tackling this subject in your most recent column, Kev, for full press coverage. You detailed some scenarios by which the Patriots might move up in the draft, something they usually don't do often. They've done it in the past, but not often. And really make a strong run to make their quarterback of the future. Uh, Three names specifically that you mentioned were Trey Lance of North Dakota State, Zach Wilson of BYU, and Mac Jones of Alabama. I'm going to put Jones aside for just a moment because I want to take a deeper look at the Nick Saban connection there, but Lance and Wilson are the two consensus top options behind Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. According to reports, the Patriots are quite high on Justin Fields, but you and I both think there's a good chance the fields go numbers two overall, and I agree with that. Now, Lance and Wilson are a little different styles, but each project is a solid NFL quarterback. Kevin, in your opinion, which do you believe the better fit will be in Foxborough, and who's more likely to end up here?
1: I would say Trey Lance. Um, I just think his style of play fits the Patriots. Scheme and system and how they want to do things and you know in his college days I mean he was awesome he had 20 touchdown passes and no picks Um, he's also able to run the ball a little bit which in this day and age in the NFL most of the guys are able to scramble I mean we love Tom Brady to death and the Peyton Mannings and the pocket passers but Nowadays, you got to be able to run the ball, scramble, move those feet, and throw all over the field. And uh, I think Trey Lance can do that. I do.
0: I agree. I think he can, too. And I really love Trey Lance's game. He can align in the pistol. He can align in the gun. He's shown the ability to run the offense from under center. I love the way he plays the position. He plays it with a lot of athleticism, uh, can really get out of the pocket, extend plays with his legs. But even if you contain Trey Lance within the pocket, He's got great mobility. He's got solid footwork. You always have to be ready to account for them in the zone read game. But that's not it with Trey Lance. He can throw the ball as well. He can generate velocity on his throws. That, to me, is something that may endear him to New England, especially if he has to play in the elements, either in the snow or the heavy rain or the cold weather. Those are the types of things that New England quarterbacks need to be able to do. And because of that, he can maintain that touch, that accuracy down the field. We've seen him throw the ball deep at North Dakota State several times. Really a total package type player. So I agree with you. I think Lance would be a better fit here than Wilson. Wilson definitely has a cannon for an arm, no question about it. But if you're asking me to choose between Trey Lance and Zach Wilson, I'm going to go with Trey Lance on this one. And I know that may raise some eyebrows, but I really love his game, and I really love what this kid can do. But there was one more quarterback that you chronicled in your column this week, Kevin, and that leads me quite nicely into my last question for you today, and that's Mac Jones out of Alabama. He continues to be a polarizing subject across the fan base. Uh, Some fans love his ability to be that anticipatory thrower of the football, put it in an area where only the wide receiver can get it, and have the receiver go on to make the catch. Some people are worried about his lack of athleticism. They worry that he really doesn't fit the new model of a modern quarterback. And Mac is definitely not a mobile guy, but I think he's a little better than people give him credit for in that department. Patriots had a good conversation with Mac during his appearance at the Senior Bowl. I thought he showed a little more athleticism than we thought he had during his pro day. But underlying all of this is his connection to Nick Saban. And you wrote about this very eloquently in your column, Kevin. Bill Belichick has taken advantage during his tenure in New England of that Saban connection. He's drafted quite a few Saban products. Some people are speculating that Mac Jones could be the next one. So, Kevin, in your opinion, is Mac Jones a viable option at quarterback? And do you think the Patriots might have to trade up to get him, or do you think they might be able to snag him at 15? I do
1: think he's a viable option. I also think He'll probably be on the board at 15. But if you feel... If you're a Bill Belichick and you're watching all the top guys coming off the board, maybe, maybe trade up four spots, five spots. I mean, maybe do what it takes to get Matt Jones. I mean, like you just stated, he's got a good relationship with Nick Saban. So... There's a pretty good chance that they've had multiple conversations and Saban's probably telling him like, look, he's the real deal. You know, go after him. I think, don't get me wrong, I wrote a whole column saying straight up to number four. Mm-hmm. I think if Matt if Mac Jones is available at 15, you take him. If he's on the board at 10 and, and you're nervous, you trade up again and you take him. Um, but again, that's just my opinion.
0: Yeah. And I think in a lot of ways with Mac Jones, a lot of people do expect him to be there at the board at 15. Some people yeah. think that he may end up going a little bit earlier, especially if teams decide they're going to throw their hat into the ring and try to gain quarterback, uh, help he might not there's you know obviously teams that might be interested in him look mac right now is very is interesting there is no question about it that he is an anticipatory thrower he's someone that can pick out a spot on the field lead receivers get them to be able to make plays but he's not quite the field leader that someone like tom brady was like you mentioned uh i've heard that comparison a lot and it's really not an apt comparison because Mac is a little bit different type of a thrower. He's a different type of a quarterback, but the Saban connection to me is fascinating because when you look at the players that Bill Belichick has brought in, he's most of them have been on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, You look at Jarvis green, uh, Marquise Hill, Brandon Diedrich, Dante Hightower, Xavier Dixon, Cyrus Jones, Anthony Jennings. Those are all defensive players. He hasn't brought in that many on the offensive side of the ball the ones he has have definitely worked out. Greg Randall definitely played pretty well over here. Rohan Davey was, you know, back up for quite a while. Um, Obviously, Damian Harris has worked out pretty well uh, for the New England Patriots. But most of the players that he's brought in at that level have been defensive players. So just because there is a Saban connection between he and Mac Jones – doesn't necessarily mean that Bill Belichick is going to take that bait, so to speak. He's going to go with the guy that he feels is the best fit for him. And if the Patriots are serious about Cam being the starter this year and grooming the quarterback of the future, that's where I think it comes back into your column. Trey Lance, maybe a Justin Fields if they really want to get aggressive. I think that's going to be a little too aggressive in my opinion. I think they would really have to trade up maybe to the number two spot to do it, but if they're serious about trying to really make that move and bring in a quarterback that can play to those types of strengths. To me, Lance is the guy, Mark Schofield joined me here on the pod about a month ago and we talked about Trey Lance and his ability to lead this team, someone he's had a sharp eye on for the New England Patriots for quite some time. And who knows, maybe that will end up being the guy that the Patriots target, but you know, there's no question about it. Bill Belichick is going to keep us on our toes and like you wrote in your column, we'll know within the first hour of the draft if the Patriots are going to move up and be uncharacteristically aggressive. They did it in free agency. What better year to do it than do it in 2021 with the draft as well and just put everybody back on their heels. But before I let you go, I'm going to put you on somewhat of a hot seat here. Um, In your opinion, when you look at the Patriots quarterback position as a whole, uh, whether it be Cam starting or whether it be Jarrett Stidham having a shot, whether it be bringing in possibly another free agent or a trade, you wrote a great column not too long ago about the Patriots maybe zeroing in on Jimmy Garoppolo. We're hearing that may not completely be dead just yet. (laughs) And also everything that they have to do with the draft. When you look at the start of the 2021 season, who do you expect is going to be the guy under center for 2021 in New England this year?
1: I expect it to be Cam Newton, Hmm. but I've been riding that Jimmy Garoppolo train for a while now. Um, I think the way Frizi has gone with all these moves, it just feels like Belichick's setting up this team to help Cam Newton play better. You know, a lot of things went wrong last year between the opt-outs and just the team was kind of undermanned and it was a tough schedule. So Cam Newton didn't have the best numbers, but I feel like he's being put in position this year to to reapprove himself. Like, we keep hearing... Oh, he's 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 training hard and he's he's posting all these videos and you know he he hears the hate and you know that's all fine and dandy but now is the time to just prove it, show it on the field. So I do still think there's a chance of Jimmy Garoppolo coming back here. Mm-hmm. Um, it would take a lot, you know. Obviously, the Niners have to go get a quarterback and then. Garoppolo has that no trade, so he has to accept the trade to the Patriots. But as it stands right now, I would say Cam Newton will be a week one style.
0: Yeah, and I agree with that. And I know it's much to the chagrin of some of the fan base. And look, folks, I get it. You look at the production on the field last year and you wonder what's going to happen this year. The Patriots have a ton of new offensive weapons. Uh, I think they're still adding at the wide receiver position. But Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar coming in, that's going to upgrade that position, folks. That is an upgrade. Obviously, they've upgraded at the tight end position. I don't think there's any question about that. They went out and got the top two guys on the market, Jonu Smith. Uh, you get Add Hunter Henry into the mix. I've said ad nauseum here on these airwaves the play action schemes that Josh McDaniels is going to dr- drum up when it comes to these two guys is unbelievable. And then of course you've got a powerful running game, and now with James White back in the fold, that all of a sudden is formidable both on third down and in the early down options. And you've got a stout offensive line doing the blocking. Ultimately, the problems that Cam had last year with personnel are not going to be there this year. He's going to have all the weapons at his disposal, so it's going to be up to him to live up to the hype. Can he do it? Cam seems to be betting on himself. That $3.5 million guaranteed in his contract with the ability to make the uh, the entirety of the contract tells me he's willing to bet on himself. It's going to be whether or not he can get it done on the field. But I agree with you. The way they've constructed this team, it looks like they're constructing it to cam strengths, and hopefully he'll be able to play into it. Um, with Jimmy, you never really know for sure. Just when I think I'm out on Jimmy Garoppolo, a story comes back or a rumor comes back and it kind of pulls you back in. But, you know, <laughs> so it's there's no question about it. It'll always be a rumor. I think as long as Jimmy wears shoulder pads elsewhere, there's always going to be a rumor of will he re night with Bill Belichick in New England. Um, I thought the same thing about Tom Brady last year, but I think it's safe to say the next time he comes back to Foxborough uh, after his playing days, uh, with the exception obviously of visiting this year uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, it'll be to probably either sign a one day contract to retire a Patriot or to be inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame. But uh, no question about it. Uh, All eyes will be on the quarterback and we look forward to talking quarterbacks with you again when that subject once again Rears it's head, and you know it's going to sooner than later, bud. Thank you so much for joining me here today, Kevin. Appreciate your insight, uh, your information. And again, folks, I can't recommend highly enough. When Kevin puts out a column, it's well thought out, well researched, and he always seems to strike the nerve of Patriots Nation. Before (laughs) I let you go, my friend, (laughs) and I mean that in a good way, buddy. Believe me when I tell you. Um, Before I let you go today, please let our listeners know where they can find you and your great work um, and also where they can find you and interact with you on social media.
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Kevin underscore Tame. And, of course, all my work is on full press coverage. So, please, please dig in, read, and uh, I can handle the criticism. Sometimes that can be a little, I wouldn't call it negative, but a little outspoken, you know. I like to call myself a realist. So, yeah.
0: You tell it like it is, bud, and you do it well, and I appreciate that because every once in a while here in New England, we need a breath of fresh air, but we also need to be reminded about what's really important and what really is the case when it comes to your New England Patriots. Once again, bud, I appreciate you coming by the pod today. Stay safe, stay well, and we look forward to talking ball with you here again soon right on Locked On Patriots. Thanks a ton, Kev. Thank you so much. Patriots fans, it is almost time to wrap up yet another week here on the pod, but it wouldn't be Friday unless we closed out the week in style here on Locked on Patriots. And to help me do so is a guest that is very familiar with Friday appearances. My good friend Tanya Ray Fox of FS1 will stop by the pod here tomorrow, and we'll be discussing the Patriots' activities throughout the past couple of weeks, what it means for the 2021 Pats on the field. Does it really have any impact on the legacy of Bill Belichick here in New England? And of course, we'll get Tanya's take on what the Patriots still might have in store for the 2021 season. Pat's fans, Fridays with Fox are always a lot of fun, so to ensure that you do not miss a single second of the action, subscribe to the Locked On Patriots podcast on platforms such as the Radio.com app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Just make sure that you are staying locked in to Locked On Patriots. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank my friend and colleague, Kevin Tame Jr., for his time, his insight, and his appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and for continuing to make Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until tomorrow, Foxborough faithful, stay safe, stay well, always be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone.